What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots post-game show. I am your host, Mike Molino, along with my co-host here, Marvin Azan. Third preseason game where we saw the Patriots take on the Detroit Lions. And finally, the Patriots get into the win column with a 30-28 victory over the Lions with a Steven Guskowski game-winning field goal. Finally, Marv. The Patriots get it done in the preseason. It's about time, man. We can all relax. The Patriots finally won a preseason game. But that is not the story of the game. Not at all. Not at all. News coming out that Patriots' top wide receiver, Julian Edelman, possibly suffered a season-ending injury, according to a tweet that we saw from Adam Schefter. Uh, the Patriots have reason to believe possibly Julian Edelman tore his ACL, which would keep him out for the remainder of the season. But tests will be done Sunday to find out how serious the injury is. Marv, what an injury if this is he a tore torn it. ACL. He, he tore it. Man. How does this impact the Patriots, though? It, it's, it's a huge, huge impact on the Patriots. This is not just a slot receiver going down. This is... Our number one, well, Tom Brady's number one receiver. He's the number one target. He's the guy that, you know, moves the chains when you need a quick three-yard, four-yard pass. You need a guy that's going to be reliable in third downs. This is the guy that defense is going to focus on to allow the guy like Brandon Cooks, allow a guy like Rob Gronkowski to get open. And losing him is really significant when you lose your number one guy because that means everyone else on the team has to adjust now. Now you got to move guys like maybe a Brandon Cooks to a slot. Amendola starts to have a bigger role. Malcolm Mitchell maybe comes up. And maybe a guy that it was playing, you know, playing for a roster spot has a chance now. You have a guy like Austin, um, what's his name? Austin Carr. You have a guy like um, Dave Lucian who's fighting for a spot. Hollister. You got guys here that need to step up now to fill in that role when you lose, in a, when you lose a Julian Edelman. Brady's going to be fine. We've seen him with, you know, many weapons before. When, when a guy goes down, next man up. A Kemba Tompkins can come out of nowhere <laughs> for this team and really emerge. So Sign back Aaron Dobson. Yeah. We won't be signing back Aaron Dobson. Do not bring up Dobson <laughs> on this show ever again, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, you're talking about that next man up mentality. A guy that really stepped up, you know, once Julian Edelman went down in that first quarter. Uh, Chris Hogan. Yes. You know, guy who's had a huge games for uh, the Patriots over since he's, you know, joined the team last year. And, I mean, even this preseason game right here, he finished with four receptions uh, for 70 yards and two touchdown passes from Tom Brady. Is Chris Hogan that next man up? And if Julian Edelman is lost for the season, will Chris Hogan become the star of this wide receiving core? Like you said, man, Chris Hogan, four receptions, 70 yards. Big game from him, especially when um, Edelman went down. But I believe he would have had a game like this, whether Edelman was hurt or not. You know, Chris Hogan was a guy last year who really – had those big explosive games every every other game it seemed like you'll go for four to five receptions, hundred yards and a touchdown or two. And I don't think his role ever changes with this team with Edelman gone. He's always gonna be that big play receiver for us for the um New England Patriots. And it's gonna be it's gonna have other guys who change their role. I think this Edelman injury affects in Amendola. 
affects Brandon Cooks more. Um, Rob Gronkowski affects even him and him and Edelman were a tandem. Those two really worked off each other, so it affects Rob as well. Who does attention focus more on Rob Gronkowski now? You you know um, the run now you have the running backs. I think you utilize the running backs more when it comes to the short game because sometimes you use Edelman as that short three four yards, whether it was a screen or a quick slant. Now that he's gone, you may use running backs more in a Galicia or a Burkhead. But Chris Hogan specifically, I think his game stays the same. He was still going to get his four or five receptions, big yards. And sometimes it's just going to be an absent game for him where it's just maybe two, three catches, 30 yards, and nothing big. But he can explode anytime. We've seen it last year, like in the playoffs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're going to see that continue on through this year. I don't think his role changes. Well, hey. If his role doesn't change and he can produce like he did last season, then the Patriots are still, you know, in good hands with the guys that they have. You know, one thing that we saw with this Patriots team over the offseason, you know, while they do have, you know, high-level players, they still brought in guys to, you know, fill in behind them. You know, obviously Gronkowski's there, but why not bring in a Dwayne Allen? Obviously you have Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan, but why not try to trade to get a Braden Cooks? You know, Patriots always want you know, enough guys to step up if their numbers called upon. Same thing could be said about, you know, the running backs. You know, you already have a Dion Lewis and a James White. Obviously, you lose a LeGarrette Blunt, But let's bring in a, a Mike Galissi. You know, the Patriots also brought in, you know, Rex Burkhead. You know, guys who can step up at any time. And speaking of the running backs, you know, tonight we saw a game where Mike Galissi, you know, finally, finally played. made his debut for the New England Patriots. And the first time he touched the football, he rushes in the end zone for a touchdown. So, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, many believe, you know, takes the place immediately of LeGarrette Blunt is going to step up. I know you were talking about before. You you believe, you know, he could be a first and second down guy for this team. You know, how do you feel, you know, Mike Galissi's role and everything that he brings to the table fits in with what else, everything else that the Patriots have? I mean, you said it right there. That first, I, I really believe he can be that first down, second down back for us. Taking that LeGarrette Blunt role. Listen, this is a guy who's averaged last year five yards per carry when LaShawn McCoy was out with, for the Buffalo Bills. This is He's a stud. He's really going to get a lot of touches, I believe, with this really jam-packed running back situation. He's going to shine, especially in the goal line. Patriots are the number one team when it comes to goal line running, and you have the perfect guy to do so. And we saw it here, man. First play. One yard, run yard, easy, get it in. And then for the second point, touchdown conversion, they said, let's let's just make sure it wasn't just an illusion. Put Galissi in there again, <laughs> bang, another another score. So Galissi's legit. It was good to finally see him with this hamstring. You know, Rex Burke had exploded last week. We saw how what he can do. And now to see Galissi here in the role he's having, this running back tandem is scary. Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, you know, Burkhead had his chance last week to really show what he's able to do. And maybe Patriots, you know, took it upon themselves. You know, obviously tonight we didn't see Burkhead at all. So maybe Patriots took it upon themselves and said, hey, Burkhead, you did your thing last week. You saw what you can do. Thanks. Now let's see what Galicia can do. And I mean, like you said, eight carries, 38, you know, yards, touchdown, two-point conversion. I think he averaged 4.5 yards per, uh, per carry tonight. That's what Mike Gillespie is all about. You know, he's able to not only, you know, punch it through the tackles, but he's able to pick up a lot of yards when he's making moves. And, I mean, 
I firmly believe from the day the Patriots signed him that he would have no problem replacing LeGarrette Blunt, you know, on this team and bringing, you know, the same type of quality, same type of things LeGarrette Blunt did and taking it to another level because, you know, he's more, you know, uh, athletic, you know, he's more quick on his feet. You know, he probably even has better hands than uh, LeGarrette Blunt because, you know, <laughs> Patriots really look to pass the LeGarrette Blunt out of plays. You know, Brady was never looking LeGarrette Blunt's way. But, you know, you just have to be happy with what you're seeing all around from this team. You know, obviously Edelman's injury is, you know, a black eye to to what this Patriots team is trying to do this, uh, this upcoming season. But at the end of the day, as long as, you know, everyone can stay healthy moving forward before the regular season starts, you really have to like what you're seeing all around from this team on offense. Defensively, though, you know, looking at this game, Patriots jumped out to a 24 to nothing lead in the first quarter, thanks to Brady, you know, and the first team players. But then Detroit made its way back into the game, made it kind of interesting, and you know, which is the reasons why, you know, the game, the score ended the way it did. Uh, what did you see from this defense? What didn't you see from this defense? You know, what's it out to you? It was a tale of two halves with, with this team. Like you said, they jumped off early. Brady was on fire, you know, connected with his receivers. I believe Brady went, what, 12 for 15, 174 yards, two touchdowns. He threw a bad interception in this game. Um, I don't know if it was a miscommunication Very with bad. Hogan. It was a bad interception. And that's when things started to change a little bit. You know, Brady didn't play afterwards. But they started off hot. The offense, you know, without Edelman, Looked great. Even with Edelman, Edelman before got injured, had three three receptions, like 50 yards. So he was he was on a roll as well. And things are starting to click. Gronk looked good out there. But the like you mentioned, the defense. At first, it's, you know, it started off hot. Malcolm Butler, you know, pokes the ball out of Golden Tate, starts gets a fumble. The defense looked really solid. Stephen Gilmore. Gilmore, Gilmore, Gilmore great. was great. He had a, a, a great um, third down tackle. In the in the first half, and then he had a couple of pass deflections, deflections out yeah. there. So Gilmore was looked really good. Who hasn't been looking good all preseason though? In these past two games, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler's been getting targeted a lot, and they have been playing playing defending these big receivers. And these big receivers have gotten the best of Malcolm Butler. Is either he's been tripped up, he's been getting. Moss, he's, I, it hasn't been looking good for Malcolm Butler so far during this preseason. We know the guy works hard. You know he's going to get better and better. But it, it started off great. You know, he started, he caused that um, fumble, you know, started with a turnover. But Marvin Jones got the best of Malcolm Butler. Sure did. In this one. And, but Marvin Jones was killing everybody in the secondary, honestly. But Malcolm Butler... Past two games hasn't looked great. And then the defense in total, especially when the second team came on, got crushed. Got crushed. And that's been the storyline all preseason. They scored, what, 20, 24 unanswered points? 28 unanswered points on 28 unanswered points on the Patriots. You couldn't stop them. The quarterbacks looked good. Stafford started looking good. They had a, a quarterback I've never even heard of, Ruddick. He started 10 to 13, 113 yeah. yards in a touchdown. Pass. He started balling. So I'm kind of scared. I know you weren't too concerned about it because it's just preseason and it's the second and 13, but three games in a row now, and this defense hasn't shown me much. You know, no high tower in there. You don't have all your captains. You, the first team's not playing all the time. 
But I want to see more from Eric Rowe. I want to see more from a um, Cyrus Jones. Eric Rowe got an interception though in the first half. He did well. But I just want to. I want to see more from this secondary, other than Gilmore and, and Malcolm Butler, because in this new offense, they're spreading you out. There's going to be four wide oh, yeah. receivers out there, and these quarterbacks have been looking good against the Patriots. Absolutely. You know, like I, like you said, you know, I brought up being concerned about what I've been seeing. Uh, from this Patriots defense throughout the course of the preseason. Again, it's only preseason, so you can't read too much into what you're seeing. But at the same time, this is a Patriots team that, you know, all during 2016, they were ranked, you know, top five in, in, in teams to give up the least amount of points. Um, but now through these first three, pre three preseason games, we're seeing, you know, 28 points, you know, close to 30 points. You know, Patriots are giving up. A lot of points to these preseason games. Again, of course, you don't have all your starters. You know, once you hit the third, fourth quarter, you know, you're starting to play third and uh, fourth, fourth string guys, guys who might not make the team and whatnot. So you can't, you know, get too mad at the performance of the defense. But at the same time, you hope that, you know, the defense somewhat, you know, reflects what you, what you want to see during the course of the regular season. And what we're seeing during these preseason games hasn't looked too good. You know, this through three preseason games now, you've seen the defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, just having that blank stress, stare, stress look on his face. But, you know, internally, he's probably sick to his stomach seeing these plays where Cyrus Jones getting beat for a deep ball. You know, a couple times now we've seen Malcolm Butler getting beat uh, for, uh, for deep balls and touchdowns and whatnot. So... All you can do is hope that once the regular season rolls around and you have your starters, you know, your key guys on the on the field, you know, from four, first quarter, fourth quarter, uh, they're going to play, you know, and probably try to duplicate what they were able to do last season and being a team that doesn't allow, you know, opposing teams to, to score a lot of points that bend but not break uh, defense that we've seen. Obviously, one thing that we've talked about many times, Patriots are not going to be a team that, you know, sacks the quarterback a lot. Might they don't not. have anyone. They to. don't have any real pass rushers. You know, the interceptions, the fumbles, you know, they'll come, you know, here and there. But in terms of a team that's really, you know, forcing turnovers, you know, getting to the quarterback, me personally, I believe the Patriots are going to probably rank low, you know, in terms of sacks and turnovers this upcoming season. Does that mean they'll have a bad defense and be a bad defensive team? No, because we saw what they were able to do last season and, you know, last couple of seasons without having any real pass rusher. Uh, but, all you can do is hope and, and, and believe that, you know, once the regular season starts and real football begins, not this preseason stuff, when the real football starts, the Patriots will have everything clicking on all cylinders and the defense will be able to do what they do. But there's one topic that I definitely want to bring up that you brought up last week, Marv, when you talked about the Patriots quarterback situation. Tonight, Tom Brady played. Jimmy Garoppolo played. We did not see Jacoby Brissett at all on the field. And last week you said, could Jacoby Brissett be the odd man out? You know, in the last preseason game against the Texans, you know, you know he played a little bit in the fourth quarter, but Brady, you know, played the majority in the beginning. Garoppolo came and did his thing, and then they just threw Brissett in there in the fourth quarter. Today, no Brissett at all. Is that a sign? Were you doing some foreshadowing last week when you, I seen, I seen it, you got I seen a you got a crystal it, ball or something? How did you know? You know, there's something. 
It's preseason. Why doesn't Brissett, your third-string quarterback, get on the field? Is there something that we need, really need to read into now? I mean, it's simple math, Mike. Three quarterbacks. <laughs> Three quarterbacks. That sounded like LeBron Ball. <laughs> Three quarterbacks, Mike. Third preseason game is where you really want to assess your star players. You really want to see where your guys are at. So you, Brady's going to get a lot of time. And then you have Garoppolo, who... Who's looking really good, you know, looking like a starting quarterback out there. And it's a competitive game. You have Detroit giving them your best. You're giving them your best. And you need to assess Garoppolo, too. Brady played a little into the third quarter. So is a little of third quarter for Garoppolo enough? No, you got to play him throughout the whole game. You got to see how he, he does in late-game situations. You got to see how he runs a two-minute drill. There's just not enough time for Brissett. And then the time we, did see, we have seen Brissett, he hasn't been playing great. He's been overthrowing re receivers. I haven't seen much of a change from last year to this year. And it's, it's not his fault. He's not having the opportunity to. And it's tough when you have a guy like Tom Brady who doesn't even want to give reps to Garoppolo. So what makes you think Garoppolo, the little chance he gets, going to want to give reps to Brissett? It's an unfortunate situation. But like I said last week, I'm going to say it again this week. I'm not saying he's going to get cut. But don't be surprised if he does. And now the injuries are starting to pile up. You got guys who are starting to become disappointments in defense, Coney Ely. You know, you, you're going to start wanting to make some more roster moves by the end of the year. You know, Patriots are continue to make roster moves in preseasons. If you remember last year, we got Eric Rowe and Mingo during the, during the preseason. So Patriots like to continue to make moves. Do not be surprised if a guy like Jacoby Brissett doesn't make the teams. And there's going to be guys that are really good who don't make the team. Your guy, DJ Foster. DJ Foster, running back who these past three games has played lights out. Even great. last year, he looked great, especially last year when he had an opportunity to make the team because you knew Deion Lewis had a setback and he wasn't coming back. He still didn't make it. There's no room for DJ White. When you have five running backs in Bolden, Lewis, Gilsey, Burkhead, White. White. Guys who have big contracts as well. So what do you do with a foster? It's tough, man. It's tough. You know, the roster, Patriots roster is always an interesting one because you just have, you sometimes you have like the situation you're talking about. Guys who you believe can stick around like a DJ Foster who might not be able to stick around on team. Guys who Patriots, you know, invest a lot in, in, in sign or trade for like Coney Ely who you think maybe ha might have a huge impact. And all we've heard throughout the course of, you know, training camp and preseason is how much of a disappointment he's been. And, you know, a when you get to Brissett in his situation, do they cut him because they just don't need a third quarterback on the team? Or do they trade him? Or do what do they do? Because like you said, the injuries and disappointments, especially at the defensive end position where, you know, <laughs> That's one spot where the Patriots could use some help, definitely, whether it be through free agency, whether it be through a trade. That's a position where the Patriots definitely need some help. He's, I mean, he's on a rookie contract. He, he doesn't hurt you if he's on your team. He's not taking much money off of you. But I don't know his value for trades right now. There are, you know, there's... There's a bunch of quarterbacks, Kaepernick, who's out there that still don't have jobs. Are you really throwing a Brissett out there for trade? Uh, 
I doubt it. If anything, he's either make he's either on the team or he's gets cut. I don't see him getting traded. Um, your first question is he needed on this team? No. In all honesty, no. he was needed last year because of the Brady situation. Anything happens to Garoppolo, which it did, Reset will be able to step in. I like the guy. He's I see the potential in him, but Brady's look after today. Brady's looking like he's not slowing down. He's, not at all. <laughs> I haven't seen any the, kind of setback throw, in Brady. The throws were great from Brady. He looked amazing out there. Garoppolo is is well polished. We still don't know his situation. And then it he's the odd man out. And this is a business. Three quarterbacks when you can add another guy. Mike, like this defense is hurting right now. Oh yeah. Last year they got last year. Last week they had only one sack. You know how many sacks they had this week? Probably zero. One. Another. Just one sack. And that's why these quarterbacks look are looking like Drew Brees, Tom Brady-esque out there, just zip, 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 moving down the chains. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, they were, they were shredding. They were shredding the Patriots defense. And so you need to, you need to get some more help out there in, in that pass rushing defense. Trey Flowers is going to be there. Hightower is going to come back. You got you got some veterans in Harris in there. What are you gonna get out of McLennan? You know all these Zach um, Van Noy, Kyle Van Noy. All these guys are gonna come back, and you know the defense is gonna look a lot better than it has. But only preseason. How are you going to get to a quarterback? And now you start thinking: Do you miss a Jamie Collins in a situation? Do you miss a Chandler Jones in a situation like this? I mean. You could call me crazy. Hey, we won a Super Bowl without the. What are you talking about? We won, and that's that's true. In the situations like this, where you are hurting to, you know, rush the passer, you did have guys like this on the team, and you got rid of them. I mean, hey, it's it's an ongoing conversation. I know if anybody talks football with me, there's one area as great as this Patriots team has been. Belichick, Brady is great as they've been over the years. There's one area that I always am quick to talk about and harp on is the fact that there's a lack of a pass rushing presence on the New England Patriots. And there's been so many games throughout the years where trash quarterbacks just stand in the pocket and look like <laughs> they look like they have a great time. All the time in the world. A book. And they carve up the Patriots <laughs> secondary. And they carve up the Patriots secondary because they have all the time in the world in the pocket because the Patriots don't have a real pass rush. That's just an ongoing issue. But at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like I sound stupid because what happened last year? I mean, we're nitpicking. We're nitpicking. We, it's our job. We got to find some area where the picture's lacking. I mean, we saw, we saw the offense in the first quarter, 21 points like that. If you went to the bathroom <laughs> and came back, there was another score. The, the Patriots... Brady looked efficient, like we mentioned earlier. Chris Hogan was really was really great out there. The offense was amazing, it was clicking preseason. We relax. We'll see what this defense really looks like. I remember we were sitting here last year doing the same thing, talking about this defense, and then little do you know, they started to really pick it up. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll find ways, you know. Malcolm Butler will get it together. We just need to see how they work together. They didn't. They gotta stop putting Butler on big receivers. I think we're starting to understand this. It's just not working. You have Gilmore out there, tested out. 
they'll figure it out. So relax. I feel like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> relax. Relax. That's true. That's true indeed. I'll try my best to relax, but you know, get this last preseason game out the way and we'll go from there. But Marv, you mm. know, like we always do when we're wrapping up the show, we gotta get to your favorite part. My favorite, my favorite part. part. Stars and sorries of the game. Let's start with the star. You know, okay. I know I have somebody in mind. Maybe you have somebody in mind that you want to talk about. Is there anybody that stood out to you that could be a star of the game? You know what? Yeah, this is a curveball. We're going to give the star for me, the star of the game, to Michael Lissy. You know, first first game back, first, first thing you do when you touch the ball is you score a touchdown. And then they give it to you again. You score again. And you're healthy. You're good. You're the guy that we all expect to replace LeGarrett Blunt. And you performed out there. You showed Patriots a little bit what you can do. I liked what I saw out there from Galissi. Every running back looked good, but Galissi was that one player that you really want to see. Okay, what can he do for this team? And it looked good. So I'm going to give Galissi a star of the game. You got a touchdown, your first touch. Why not? I can't disagree with you there. For me, I think the star of the game goes to Chris Hogan, a guy who stepped up, you know, when Julian Edelman went out. But even if Julian Edelman didn't go out, we know what Chris Hogan is capable of doing. But with that being said, the catch that he had from Brady, I think over two defenders, you know, Brady put the ball in a perfect spot and Chris Hogan, you know, reeled it in and made an unbelievable touchdown reception. Four receptions, 70 yards, two touchdown catches. I got to give it to my man, Chris Hogan, on his performance tonight. Star of the game. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you, sorry. Woo. You got one? Because there's a couple sorries out there. There's a couple out. There's a couple sorries. It's a lot of places I can go. But I think if you have one on your mind, let the people know, and that's what we'll stick with. This this sorry comes from the heart. Mm. Comes from the soul. <sighs> Julian Edelman. You know you you hate you hate to lose a guy always, especially when you see a non-contact injury. You know it can be serious, but what makes it worse is when it's on. A, it's when it's in a preseason game. A game that means nada for a guy whose spot is solidified on the team already. This is a guy who's, you know, his celebrity went up this year. He He's really got the respect from all the defensive. I've seen him on the NFL Top 100 list. Mm. You know, people are starting to talk about him. His, his play in the Super Bowl is everywhere. He's got the looks. He's got the shine. He's Julian Edelman, the guy. And reports now are coming out that he ha- might have torn his ACL. And we all know what that means. Gone for the year. This guy's not young, Mike. It's not a, this, this, this one hurts the Patriots for sure. This is your number one receiver. Gone for the year. So usually when we do sorry, we yell. <laughs> and we, we laugh. This one's going to be a seldom sorry. Because we really feel this one. Julian Edelman, tonight we have to give you a big, small, actually a small little sorry. 
This one hurts. Damn. Like this one, this one could. I feel really bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Not good at all. You know, like you said, Patriots number one receiver, Tom Brady's favorite target. You know, <laughs> there's games where when Tom Brady's locked in on Edelman. He'll go off and have 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 receptions in a game because they're just clicking and everything's going so well. But if, if the rumors, the reports are true that this guy tore his ACL, huge blow for the Patriots for Tom Brady. But like I said earlier in the show, the way the Patriots are set up, they got guys ready to step up. Cooks, Hogan, Amendola, Mitchell. Amendola, watch out for Amendola now. Amendola could have a really big I think he's the guy whose role changes the most on this team with Edelman gone. Watch out for Amendola. You have a healthy Gronkowski back this season. Yes, and sir. then you add in a Dwayne Allen, another, you know, great you know, tight end in this he's league. To continue studying. I yeah. heard he's, he's struggling with the playbook a little bit. I heard he needs to stay after school for, <laughs> for that playbook and get some more classes and lessons in. But I mean We'll be watching, you know, one more preseason game to go. The Patriots next week will be taking on the hated <laughs> New York Giants Thursday night at 7.30. Don't play any starters. I don't want to see Brady. I don't want to see anybody here. Take it let, easy. Don't play no start. If Cyrus Jones has to play wide receiver or something, let <laughs> him play wide receiver. Do not play the starters, please. Let's try to you trying to go to Gillette and you know suit up maybe. Who's Gillette? <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to Gillette. I know you do a little tight end. I mean, I, I I can I can suit up, man. I'm still young. Edelman's hurt. I can. I'm six one. I got the size. Put me out there, coach. Put me out there. And if you ain't trying to play Garoppolo, reset Brady. You know, quarterback. I got a little Cam Newton and Brady in me in his arms. You so can I, catch me and Mike in some flag football leagues, man. We, we're still we, there. We can get it done. We can get it done for sure. But this has been the New England Patriots postgame show powered by CLNS Media, the online provider of audio and video coverage for all professional sports. Next week, we will see you after the game against the New York Giants. We're out. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800 327 
888-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.